I Love Mortgage Brokering, episode 56. Want to rock your mortgage business? Then crank up the volume with your host, Scott Heckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hi, Broker Nation. I am thrilled to introduce our guest today. Eitan Pinsky is a mortgage broker with Origin Mortgage Group. He's based out of Vancouver. He's been a broker for less than two years, and he's absolutely killing it. I'm stoked for this interview today. Eitan, are you ready to rock? I am. Awesome. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, thanks, Scott. I'm a mortgage broker in uh, Vancouver. I'm going to be finished my second year in a few weeks, actually. So I'm quite, quite happy to, that, to do that. I'm fortunate to be at Origin Mortgages. We're uh, Granville and Broadway, basically. And because I live so close to uh, work, I'm in the office at 8.30 and leave by about 4 or 5 every day. And I, I got to say, I'm going to attribute a lot of my success to the people here at Origin only because I sit next to them and, and bug them incessantly. So when I was starting out, if I didn't uh, know the answer to something, I'd go and ask the managing broker or the other owners or Kevin. Um, everybody's been great. Right. Awesome. And so how did you get into the mortgage business? Because nobody you know, in their kindergarten says, when I grow up, I want to be a mortgage broker. So what was your path to, to our business? Well, in Vancouver, everybody he grows up and says, I want to become a real estate developer. That's true. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. So they look, they look at the, the, the development, they look at people getting rich, they look at Bob Randy or anybody else and they say, I want to build houses. So when I got out of university and uh, I went to U of T and did some sort of real estate finance courses there, uh, I got back and talked to all these developers. And the consensus was, if you don't know the finances, you gotta can't become a, a real estate developer. So I talked to all these real estate developers and they said, join this one company. It was a mezzanine financer. So seven years ago, uh, I started as a mortgage officer in Trez Capital. Uh, I was called a mortgage officer and I did underwriting for them. I had a, a little bit of a midlife crisis at Origin, uh, sorry, at Trez, and I realized that not something that I wanted to do. When you look at the real estate development, you have all these huge people, a lot of money, and you're working on one or two projects for months. One of the things that I like is meeting a lot of people, and I realized that kind of wasn't for me going downtown, being in a suit. Being in a suit's great, by the way, but dressing up just for the fact of dressing up, not for seeing people. So if you're on your screen all day and you're not seeing anybody, then what's the point? I got out of that. A year later, I went into uh, RBC, actually. I was offered a, a pretty good signing bonus because I already had my mortgage broker's license. I wanted to be an investment advisor. had several interviews there. I actually had six interviews at Nesbitt Burns mm-hmm. uh, for Dominion Security. Sports, social cloud. I couldn't believe that nobody was taking me, but as a young 24 year old, who's going to take somebody? Who's going to give me a million dollars at 24? Not to say that investment advisors can't do it. I just, I didn't, I didn't hack it. Uh, and I was at RBC for two years after I switched to uh, Origin. Right. And you look young. I had the same, similar story. I wanted to be a, in the investment business, but I was like 21 and 22, and I looked 15, so nobody was going to give me their money. <laughs> You look 15. So my maturity is about 15. Probably, uh, that's probably one of the other reasons why they didn't hire me. Right. But, and then so in from RBC and then the last two years at Origin. So. That's awesome. So before we dive into your story, I'd like to ask you about a success quote because I like how quotes distill an idea into something that's portable that you can take with you and that you can you, it's memorable. So can you share a quote that's really had an impact on you? I don't know where I got this. I'm sure I didn't coin it, but uh, what you put in is what you get out. And uh, the reason why that impacts my life and my business is I take control of for everything. If basically something doesn't happen, it's because I didn't make it happen. I think when I was really young, there was this psychologist, psychological study or, or something that maybe... Uh, career and personal planning in high school, somebody came in, if you had a low locus of control, that would mean that things happen to you. If you had a high locus of control, you happen to things. And I believe that we happen to things because uh, luck is overrated. Mm-hmm. But I love luck. I'm a very lucky person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, and who's it that said the harder I work, the luckier I get. So it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's a, uh, which I totally agree with. And so how have you applied that philosophy to your business that 
Like, it, um, can you think of an example? I like examples or stories because I find we all think better in terms of stories. So can you think of an example of an area where this mindset of yours is, you know, has allowed you to sort of succeed at something that maybe would have been harder if you didn't have that mindset? I think just working hard and being able to, uh, you know, get the fruits of your labor. I can think of one thing when I was really young. I wanted to be on a gold soccer team. I was on bronze. I wasn't very good. One summer, I practiced every single uh, day in the summer, set up cones in my backyard, and the next year, I was captain of the gold team. So, you know, you, you don't get there unless you put in the effort. Right. That's good. I should get, let my son listen to this. <laughs> He's eight. Oh, seriously. It's, it's you. <laughs> You just practice makes perfect, and uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, I was reading a book, and people who practice more is fit for sports. I'll talk about it. Darren Hardy's compound effect, and he was saying that uh, somebody did 500 free throws in the morning before school every day, and he was the best one. I think it was Larry Bird. Uh, just listening to it this morning. Mm-hmm. This, that's a, and actually, I'm going to bait you a little bit here because we had chatted about this. So, how like with this that you don't let luck happen to you that you get out and do the work? So, how have you done year over year, not volume specifically, but how what kind of growth are you seeing? Uh, Thanks for asking. My first year, I guess, in RBC, my first year was absolutely horrible. I didn't do very well. Um, first year at uh, Origin, you know, I could see it was growing, but in 2014, I quadrupled my business, which I was uh, quite happy, and hopefully I'm going to double again. Hopefully, you know, that's right. what I'm looking to do. Uh, I think you'll do it, so that's awesome. That's what I was kind of, anyways, I knew we had had that discussion <laughs> off the air, and I'm like, hey, maybe you can mention the quadruple thing, because that's that's a pretty, uh, <laughs> you should be proud of that, because even most people, you know, that just shows that you're focused and, and uh, doing the right things, so good for you. So can you share something you failed at? I've known talking to successful brokers, successful entrepreneurs that failure happens, but it's not fatal. And there's always a lesson in it when you look back. So can you share an example of a failure and then the lesson that you learned when now looking back? Yeah, thanks. So one of the reasons why uh, I wanted to give you a call in is I've had some people who asked me, um, some friends and other mortgage brokers uh, for some help recently. And this, I guess, is the biggest failure that I had is the reason why I'm, I guess I've got my head on screwed right now. When I was at RBC, I, I wasted a lot of time. So at RBC, they want you to make friends with the account managers. They want you to go and have face time with the branches. They want you to be an external person while also being internal. It's quite a tightrope that you can walk and it's quite difficult to make it. As somebody who was an external mortgage specialist, uh, meaning I had never been in the branches, I wasn't getting that referral source uh, and, and referral volume that other mortgage specialists were getting. And that's fine. I mean, uh, being a mortgage specialist in the past at RBC was more of a, a reward. Uh, so people really wouldn't come in to be a mortgage specialist. They'd basically be senior account managers, account managers, very, very successful ones or even mortgage or even managers of the bank and then they become mortgage specialists because you know they have the loyalties built up so I'd go in there thinking that I'd get the referral uh, volume but the big thing that I saw is is that the time and the energy that I was spending doing that was a waste so the biggest fail that I've ever had is wasting my time and not just wasting my time is putting my efforts into things that were of no value so in the beginning advertising going door to door anything that wasted time that wasn't a value-added activity was really bad for me. In 2013, I actually got a coach. And uh, one of the first things that the coach did for me was help me do uh, look at two things. One was KPIs and one is uh, KRIs. KPIs is key productivity indicators, I think, and the other is key results indicators. One's lagging and one's uh, before. And what I realized is if I'm going to get a result because I've done a specific thing mm-hmm. and doing something uh, is... So the, K, the KRI, the result is, let's say I want to do four mortgages a month. You know, this is my goal two years ago is, is starting being a mortgage broker. Yeah, it's four mortgages a month. It's one a week. That's great. It's 
to a year. And uh, I realized that if I'm going to do four mortgages a month, I have to work backwards. I did, how many pre-approvals do I need to get? No, no, how many applications for an actual mortgage? But, okay, five applications, four mortgages. If I need five applications for an actual house, then I need maybe seven pre-approvals. If I'm going to have seven pre-approvals, how many actual people do I have to meet in my office? You know, this is RBC, so you meet every client. You're not allowed not to meet everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, if an RBC person says you are, that they've got policies that they're not. But I actually brought that over to myself because I think meeting with somebody, you know, making them coffee, doing the whole uh, customer service thing is really important. But that's for another conversation. So what was it? Seven. Then I had to have uh, nine. If I'm going to have seven people, nine people contact me and then 13 introductions. So something like 13 introductions a month would get to me four approvals. So I worked back. And now if I have 13 introductions a month, what actually facilitates an introduction? Spending time at an office where I have FaceTime with account managers who are 20, 21 years old is not productive. So I realized that I have to go to where I'm going to get referrals. And that really was joining more soccer teams, being part of the Vancouver Board of Trade. I started a, a business networking international chapter, BNI. I am, you know, I really realize that realtors are aware of that and, and most of my referrals are now from realtors. And so I care for my realtors because they're my lifeblood and, and you know what? I think that if they do a good job and I help them, then they're going to do a good job for their clients and, and we're all going to be happy. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's a, so something you, the coaching you did. So how important was the coaching in the success that you've been having in such a short period of time, do you think? It's kind of funny because my coach was really bad. <laughs> Uh, he okay, that's not the answer I was failed, expecting. He failed at being a coach. <laughs> uh, he, he lost it. You can interrupt me, sorry. No, He's no. not listening. It's okay. No, no. I, yeah, no. I No, that wasn't the answer that I was expecting. But go ahead. Carry on. So tell me about yeah, that, so what your experience really with the coach. Bad, but, uh, <laughs> he used a system called Focal Point by Brian Tracy. So basically, he would just facilitate the system. And the system, it was, I only did it for three months and I got enough from that three months uh, to be able to help me. But the system really showed me, you know, what are the things that I'm wasting time at? What are the things that I could be spending more value at? at? Half of the first month was just about um, trying to make me, you know, what your why is. I already knew my why. Uh, you know, I'm doing it for my wife, my family, because I want to. I want to be the best I can be. Uh, not because I want to do better than other people, but because I want to be for me. So, you know, that kind of stuff wasn't useful for me, but really showing me and going over over what I was wasting time at and how I would use my time more effectively. That that is what caused me to uh, improve and, and have growth. And to have the growth you're having. Okay, I got this is off script, some of the questions, but I think it's valuable. So what does your day look like? So you get into your office, just to get, walk me through like in a, in a minute or two, what you're, so that other people can get an, a sense of how purposeful your time is. Because if you're not purposeful, it's really easy to burn a day and really get nothing done. So what does it look so like? what I plan it to be or what it actually is? Give me the plan. Plan, the ideal. I know that, and obviously, no one hits it perfectly every day. But what is this? What are you aiming for? Like, the, what would it look uh, like? I plan. I plan to have the day mapped out the night before. Might happen one night out of the week. So, unfortunately, it doesn't happen as often. I'm pretty tired these days. A lot of uh, social activities and. Uh, yeah, I'm doing well enough that I'm not making myself do it. I should. Uh, I get in at 8.30 or a little bit earlier. Most of it is, is answering emails. I do almost two or three nights out of the week uh, because we don't have kids yet. Um, I'll have most of my clients come in after work. Uh, mm-hmm. I work on the weekends as well. So most of my meetings are between 11 to on Saturday and Sunday, and I'd say from 6 to 8 in the evening. Half of my clients also come in during the day. So I'm answering emails, doing the deals, 
Origin actually has some uh, underwriter support as part of our brokerage, so I'm lucky enough to have that. Without uh, me doing the file, I could be talking right here and, you know, I've got three files being worked on, so it's quite awesome. Most of it's emails, and I know that there's other brokers that uh, like to talk to most of their clients on the phone. I prefer to email my clients because then they have it at their fingertips. They can go back to their email and say, I don't have any more questions because I've already answered them. So my mm-hmm. emails are preemptive answers. Um, I've got everything scripted out. That's actually one of the most important things is if you're going to send one email, write it in a signature in Gmail or write it in a signature in Outlook. And that signature should be used time and time again. So I've got uh, these signatures that you know I'll change them for each client to make it corresponding to them, but I don't have to go back and do the bare bones again. So that saves a lot of time. Mm-hmm. That's a, uh, what else is there? I have a marketing assistant now, and uh, I'm working with her. You know, I have never done online marketing before, but I think there are avenues to do that. And a lot of it is taking care of the clients that I currently am working with and, and actually the realtors that I'm working with. So how can I best serve them? It's like, how do you break up your day to do the deals and hunt at the same time? And what I mean by hunt is proactive activities that will get you the files. So talking to a realtor, you know, that's important. Going for lunch and, you know, telling them how you do your business or seeing how you can help them, that's important. These are all things that you have to think about and, and plan. So um, that's kind of how I do that. That's how you do it. Okay, cool. That's, I think that's helpful. So I know talking to successful brokers, I, there are systems and processes which is what you we've just been talking about but I want to key in on administrative stuff so do you have a specific administrative process that maybe you'd started that wasn't working as well as you'd like and then a tweak that you made in the outcome that you got I find that uh, well administratively I use auto which is part of my um, brokerage uh, at origin and for my own systems I actually have uh, spreadsheets just excel and I realize that you know when I'm working on 25 at the same time or you know I've got five applications 10 introductions and people in the pipeline, um, it's hard to get to each file if they're part of different people, different sales pipeline pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went to something called um, called Insightly and uh, it's free. It's really good. It actually helps you with assistance as well and free up to three people. But what it didn't do is email people. So I actually changed to Infusionsoft about two months ago. I know that some other people are using it and uh, it's expensive but I think that there's a lot of value there. Yeah, that's like a online marketers like, you know, that's the gold standard for online marketing is Infusionsoft but it is, it's pretty robust for sure. Like there's a yeah. lot Robust. I mean, there's a visual pipeline pages and workflows that you can do, and you have to use it properly. I mean, um, yeah, it's, it's expensive. Yeah, it's not. It's yeah, definitely. Uh, but you know what? You're investing in your business. So now, what about on the sales and marketing side? So successful mortgage brokers, they don't just show up and hope for the best. They have a sales process, and they're willing to adjust and tweak it to get better results. Can you share something in your sales process that maybe wasn't working as well as you would like, and then a tweak you made in the outcome you got? I think uh, the sales process is just continually uh, improving. I wouldn't say that there's a huge tweak that I've done since leaving RBC. I mean, that was the biggest thing that, that I could have done. And That's a pretty big tweak. Yeah, a huge tweak. Actually, there's a few people that join me at Origin, and there's some people who would like to, but some people are just comfortable. I mean, obviously, if you're part of a big bank, you uh, you get benefits and everything else. And yeah, that's, that's something that the grass is always greener on the other side, though. So when we look back, that there were some nice things there. But when other people look back, you know, I'm getting paid, you know, 80 basis points after everything or more, and they're getting paid 25. So that's horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so what were the specific things? I think advertising. I don't advertise. I don't pay for advertising. You don't need to. Mm-hmm. And, and really specific sales processes, sitting on my butt doing nothing. There should always be something that you're doing. If you're looking at Facebook for an hour, I mean, don't. I can only give people advice if they're willing to work for it. So I've got a lot of people asking me. But uh, if you're a part-time broker, I don't know. I don't know what you should do. Mm-hmm. What 
what I just lost it. I had such a, it was a, the most brilliant question I've ever had in my entire life. And it, I had the answer too. Yeah, and yeah, you had the answer and everybody's going to miss out because I can't remember the question. Shoot. Uh, okay. Anyways, I think it's great. And uh, what well, you're, uh, yeah, on the sales process. I, I think the other thing was uh, big sales process was, you know, knowing that uh, a business coach could have helped me and that was pulling the trigger and, and paying the money to get that. You know, I was, wasn't making any money. So putting the money in and, and investing in yourself when when you knew it would work, you know, I had, I had faith that it would work. I just didn't know. And, you know, I had to convince my wife to, uh, to put this money out. And she's been absolutely incredibly supportive. Can't thank anybody else more than that. Right. Yeah. No, no, it's good that you're a team. I knew what my question was going to be. So how do you stay in touch with your existing clients or how do you keep nurturing that relationship post-funding? That's a really good question. It's not earth shattering, but I just wanted to know. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good question. The reason why is because, you know, I only have, when I started at RBC, I had a few four-year 2.99s. Remember when DMO came out the 2.995 year, 25-year amortization, horrible mortgage, and uh, you couldn't really have any options. RBC came up the exact same time at 2.99, 30-year amortization, but it was a four-year. So my four-year mortgages are only now in the next several months um, coming up for renewal. And so I've got a couple that have already contacted me with which I'm happy to help with. But current clients, I'm actually working through that. I know that there was one gentleman who's doing something called the mortgage inflation hedge strategy. For every one of my clients, I, I provide a mortgage optimization strategy. Basically, we do two different strategies. One, to pay off your mortgage by an extra amount per month. And the other is, if you were to receive an annual bonus, how much would you put towards that? And how would that affect your mortgage? So I've been contacting my clients. Uh, and unfortunately, I haven't done it as well as I could have, just because that's the process and, and something that I'm putting the place. So that's why I hired my client care manager to help me with these kind of things. Um, mm-hmm. So talking to clients every year and, and making sure that they understand the most important thing is the payment shock. You know, we're at historic low interest rates at this point in time. And if their interest rate increases, even though they paid off their mortgage by 20%, you know, they're going to have a higher payment in five years. Mm-hmm. So it's important that they know that. And we, we show the value as a mortgage broker that they should put in steps proactively so that they have lower interest rates, uh, lower payments in the future. Mm-hmm. So no. yearly calls is important. Also, um, you know, sending them a, a birthday card is cool. So one of the things that we do is we get really funny comics, you know, Garfield or anything else and send that and just make them smile. You know, the most important thing with a client is making them happy. And one of my goals is try to make my clients happy and, and smile. If they haven't left my office smiling, I haven't done a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if they haven't left with, with good advice, that's the same thing as well. But so we'll send them comics. I know some people send gift cards or anything on their birthday. I know one guy sends a really cool a gift card with scratch and a lottery ticket. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't work with me, but uh, just sending something to make them know you care. So right. uh, people don't care about you until they know how much you care. Right. No, that's good. I was talking to a 15-year realtor yesterday who did 80 trend, 80 ends last year, um, which is pretty impressive for. Wow, and, for a realtor, that's amazing. I know, and uh, she's no assistant, which is like bonkers. But and I asked her, and she said she calls every client on their birthday and sings them happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, and she's a pretty like, you know, she's a go-getter. She's not like, you know, and she's like, I was out of my comfort zone, but I heard about it at a conference and I thought I'm going to do it. And if she gets a voicemail, she leaves it. And I'm like, man, that's like, you know, people are laughing and they think it's fantastic. And, but you know, she's doing 80 ends in a year and that's not a insignificant number of real estate transactions, especially for a real estate agent. Do you do that? No, I do not. But I've been thinking, I'm like, why don't I just get our whole team? We could create a list and our whole team could just call and be like, hey, guess what? You know, uh, kind of like when you go to a restaurant and 
And I think, I don't know. Anyways, it's something I've been toying with, but I haven't pulled the triggers. I don't want to start it if I'm not going to continue it. I, I think it would be great per person. So, like, if she has that personality and, and they have that relationship, I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it fits me either. So, I, that's why I have, I'm like, it's, it's definitely if outside of my comfort zone. If you give me a call for my birthday and, and you, you sing it to me, I'll listen. <laughs> you won't hang up. You'd be like, who is this crazy No, person? I won't hang up. <laughs> okay. So, I'm going to keep going in the interview. So, I've been talking to a lot of mortgage brokers about, you know, cross-selling, diversifying income. So, what's your take on cross-selling and obviously coming from a bank? And is it an area that you're focusing on? And if so, what area are you focusing on in the next year? It's a good question. I don't think I'm at the point where I've thought about that yet. I've thought about knowing that that is a huge portion of our business in the future. And the reason why I say that is what worries me as a mortgage broker is I leave this business, I won't have any income. Sure, I can put them into a product that pays me uh, if they renew, but I always do what's best with clients. So whether or not, if if that is the best mortgage, sure. But if it's not, then I'm not going to go out of my way to put them in a uh, renewal type product. Mm -hmm. I have uh, financial planners. I'd say a good quarter of my files come from financial planners and they're really good referral partners to me. Every time I get a mortgage, I'll talk about the disability portion. I'm not sure if everybody knows, but the disability for mortgage protection plan and others on the mortgage is actually competitive, whereas the life insurance is almost never competitive. So I do talk about that with my clients and sometimes I, I get it, but I always say talk to my financial planner, talk to this financial planner, any any that they're comfortable with, because mm-hmm. they, they really should have insurance. Other than that, I think we should have some sort of RSPs. I know that um, there are brokers who uh, are part of this bank. I'm not really sure. It's to be determined. I'm not a veteran enough to, to know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. So I'm going to move to the rapid fire questions so you can answer these with shorter answers if you like. So what's the number one thing holding back most mortgage brokers from being successful? Work and knowing your product. And what one thing or habit do you think has made you successful? My brokerage being able to bug the uh, owners and the people who are here when uh, I don't have the answer to it. Mm-hmm. That's good. Do you have an internet resource or software program you use? Uh, you said you mentioned auto, which I'll put a link to. Is there another one that has made that you've helped you a lot? Infusionsoft, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so auto is fantastic, and, and that's more of the background. Infusionsoft is more for marketing, mm-hmm. uh, but I think auto 2.0, which is coming out, will be on the marketing side too. So um, I don't know as much on a sippy side the people who do it, but um, they're very excited they've kept it under wraps. Right, it's all top secret right now. Yeah, yeah. So you could recommend one book for our listeners. What would it be? Can I recommend two? Yep. We have unlimited uh, space online. So Unlimited space. Uh, Millionaire Real Estate Advisor or Agent by Gary Keller, I think. Uh, he's uh, He just skips the stuff about listings, but everything else is worth it for us as mortgage brokers. And the second is Compound Effect. I've read it twice. I mm-hmm. really like it. Yeah, I've heard lots of good things about both those books. And I'm in the middle of reading Compound Effect. So where do you think our industry is headed? Where's the opportunity? I don't know yet. I'm not. Yeah, I'm too new to to look where the industry is headed. I can say that, you know, if I'm against a mortgage broker that is only by himself, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but if I'm against a mortgage broker that really only has two or three people in his office, they'll only have volume bonus and, and ability to help the client from a few lenders that they give their files to. Mm-hmm. So as part of Origin and, and a larger brokerage, you know, we have access to almost everybody and, and I don't have an incentive to go with one place or the other. So I can see for myself that being part of a larger brokerage, you know, and being my own person as part of a larger brokerage, I don't have an alternative 
ulterior motive. So that's one thing I could say that I'm different from somebody who's a smaller broker. But again, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty new here. Mm -hmm. No, I think that what you're hinting at and something that I've seen is that I think consolidation is going to be, uh, you know, and there's going to be fewer bigger players in the future than there are now. I think that the smaller guys are going to have a hard time competing just the way that the system's designed. So, you know, you don't have to really worry about that because you're at, you're at a large brokerage already. So you're set. So here's one of my favorite questions, the DeLorean question. Remember the movie Back to the Future? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that cool car. And uh, if I could put you in the DeLorean and travel back, it's not that far. So the time, but set you back two years and say, hey, you got 15 minutes to talk to Eitan from two years ago. What three things would you tell yourself in order to improve your business today? I think write down the activities that generate sales and, and don't waste time. Wasting time, you might not think you're wasting time, but has that activity that you've done for the last three months given you anything? Have you seen anything from it? And so knowing and knowing what to put your time and effort on is the most important thing, I think. Mm-hmm. No, good. And I think you're already making strides. I mean, you've got the underwriting center with auto. You've got the a client care specialist on the marketing. So you're building to grow. Like you're not, um, you're building to scale, which is fantastic. And you haven't been doing that yeah, long. Yeah, I hope I am. So Eitan, where can people find you online? Uh, well, I've got etonpensky.ca and .com. And uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, Facebook and Twitter. My assistant wants me to do Twitter, but I'm kind of afraid of it. Uh, yeah. Cool. And uh, so if anybody's listening, they can get show notes, links to everything that we've talked about uh, to Eitan, as well as to the different companies that he's mentioned. Eitan, I really appreciate your time today, and I hope you absolutely crush the rest of your year. Thank you. You too. It's a pleasure speaking with you. Want to rock your mortgage business? Then crank up the volume with your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here. Have you joined our VIP club for mortgage brokers yet? If not, you're missing out. We share exclusive content not available on the web or the show. We share scripts, step-by-step guides, and other insider tips to help you save time and make you more money. I can't tell you how many times after I turn off the recorder, a guest starts sharing some awesome advice or a script or, or a tip and I take the best of this and share it with my VIPs. If you want to get on the list, visit ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash VIP. That's ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash VIP. Oh, and one other thing. Since this is exclusively for mortgage brokers, there is a skill testing question. Good luck, and I hope you continue to rock your mortgage biz.